tomorrow, I thought there will be no church, but there will be a church. So I better prepare. So don't worry about this. We'll come to this. Thank you so much for your song, Brother Gregory. If we'll come to this picture, these are just pictures, okay? These are just pictures. If we come to this one, you have to listen carefully. Because I, I speak quarter of an English, not all English, okay? So, but if you look at the title of my sermon, should the Seventh-day Adventist Church strive to be acknowledged by other denominations or religious groups? Is it right for SDA Church to try to convince the world that it is a God's church or no? You hear me? It's on. You hear me? Okay, good. So, we'll come to this. This is just pictures. There are no slides over there. There's, there's no quote. It's just pictures. If we come to that, it'd be nice. So, before we go to the study of today, let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for today. We invite your presence and your angels to be here today. We thank you for your traveling mess that you brought us today safely here. Come and speak to us. Because we are living in the time that the planet is shaking. And the signs are showing that you are soon to come. Be in your midst. And may you speak to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, let's turn to the book of Daniel chapter 5. That will be our sermon there. These are the stories you know. But they are not really stories. It is a book that is full of information about prophecies, about type and anti-type, about really what will take place. So, if you open to the book of Daniel chapter 5, Babylon became so prosperous, but mostly it became more powerful during the time of Nebuchadnezzar. He was the mighty king. He did subdue kingdoms. And he did what he wanted to do. But when he was so proud, God sent a prophet Daniel to him. And he told Nebuchadnezzar, if you can humble your heart and treat people just, treat the fatherless, treat poor people, and if you can turn your heart to acknowledge the God of heaven, it will be well with you. When prophet Daniel spoke that, he left. God gave Nebuchadnezzar another 12 years. He was not humbled his heart. So what did God do? He took him in the what? In the forest. For how many years? Seven years. Come on you guys. I know you read the book of Daniel. Okay? I know you people read the book of Daniel. And you should read the book. Of, we should study this book very carefully. So God sent him 
for seven years. But in his mercy, God kept his throne. Because what God wanted from Nebuchadnezzar is that Nebuchadnezzar should humble his heart and acknowledge the God of heaven. And you can do that after those seven years, Nebuchadnezzar was really converted. He acknowledged the God of heaven, an ancient heathen king who got chance. He had chance to write the chapter in the Bible. He was, pre- he, he was given a privilege to write about the praise, the majesty and honor of the God of heaven. So after Nebuchadnezzar passed, remember, he had a dream. I'm building, the, I'm building a foundation of what I'm going to talk. He had a dream. And he saw a terrible statues with different materials. And he could not understand. Then he called his astrologers, witches, soothsayers, and they could not read it. And finally, Daniel was still a young boy. He was a young man. He came in the presence of the king and he said, King, give me time. Then he went and he took his three people. I'm building a foundation because as we are going, we'll see, should SDA church try to strive, or should I strive for other people to know if I'm a Christian church or not? And then finally, Daniel went and they prayed. And God revealed to Daniel. And this young man, he came before the king. Daniel, first of all, he was a captive. Okay? He was taken from the land of Judah. But here he's come in front of the palace. It's like today, you take a young boy far away from a poor country. And he has to go to the White House to interpret a dream to President Biden. Since America is the mightiest nation on the earth. How will you feel? Babylon was the mighty of the mightiest. Yet, the wise man could not read this dream. And here come a young man. He was in his, his 18 or 19. He stood before the king. He said, there is a God in heaven who can reveal a secret. And the God of heaven has shown King Nebuchadnezzar what will take place in the later days. Nebuchadnezzar passed away. He died. His son came to throne. His grandson, Belteshazzar. That's where I'm going to talk today. Belteshazzar. Now, Verse 1. Belteshazzar the king made great feasts to a thousand of lords and drank wine before the thousand. Belteshazzar, while he tasted the wine, commanded them to bring the golden and silver vessels which his father Nebuchadnezzar has taken out of the temple which was in Jerusalem that the king and his princess with his wife and his concubine might drink the rain. So the king made a great feast. Now let me give you a little bit of history. You have to go back and read from this book. Prophets and Kings. After the 
power and the majesty and success and the prosperity of Babylon when Belshazzar came to the throne he was a young man the kingdom started to collapse Babylon started to to have issues then it started to go downward so he made a great feast and when 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 Belshazzar made that great feast he became so much proud when i was reading this book that he came to a point that he wanted to show his invited guest kings from other nation that he was superior to any bad no one could tell him anything so after he drank he told them bring the vessels from the god from the house of the god of the jews that we may drink it now when you read your bible very carefully say when they drank after they drank from the vessels that were from the temple or at jerusalem what did they do they praised the god of silver the god of gold the gods of stone and when they did that right there there was a handwriting on the wall Okay? Now. Go to me and read verse 4. You know this story. We are trying to build here something here. They drank wine and praised the gods of gold and of silver and of brass and of iron and of wood and of stone. In the same hour came forth fingers of man's hand and wrote over against the candlestick upon the plaster on the wall of the king's palace and the king saw the part of the hand that wrote so when the king saw that what did he do he called his counselor his witches the soothsayers and the astrologers that they may read the, those words which were written on the walls Now before I go further let me ask you a question If you go to the, to read this book when this event took place Daniel has been in the court of Babylon for 50 years So for 50 good years the Babylonian were aware that there is somebody who has the wisdom of the god of heaven in the courts and he lived there as a testimony against them yet here the king called his magician to come and to make interpretation now they appeared before him the words were there but nobody could interpret it nobody could understand what was written so Go to verse 10. Now the queen by reason his mother now is coming in. Maybe he heard that there is something that has happened in the palace. She was an old lady. She is coming in because she was an old lady. And then Daniel was an old man. I believe he was in his 87 or 90 years old. He coming inside as an old man full of wisdom, full of experience with God. and he stood before the king 
Now, how many dreams did Daniel made interpretation? The first one was what? The golden image. The second one was what? There was a tree. All of this, the wise men of Babylon could not understand. But who made known to them? Daniel. What was God doing? God was preaching to the Babylonians that they should turn away from their evil way and seek the God of heaven. But here we come again. This is the third time. The third time. He still say, call the astrologers, the magician, that they may tell me the interpretation. Nebuchadnezzar had full knowledge of the God of heaven, what he did to his father twice. And here again, he did not recognize the God of heaven because he despised the prophet that was in his court. Now, so, verse 10, now the queen by reason of the words of the king and his lords came into the banquet house. And the queen spake and said, O king, live forever. Let not thy thought trouble thee, nor let thy countenance be changed. There is a man in thy kingdom in whom is the spirit of the holy gods. And in the days of thy father, light and understanding wisdom like the wisdom of the gods was found in him. Whom the king Nebuchadnezzar, thy father, the king, I say thy father, made mass of the magician, astrologers, Chaldeans, and soothers. Now, let me ask you a question. Was Daniel a master of the magician? No, he wasn't. What here the queen is saying, they refuse blatantly to recognize Daniel as the prophet, as the messenger of the God of heaven. Period. Because even here, he was not in that banquet. He was not in that celebration. He was somewhere else. So, now Daniel come in. He has to be called, by the way. He's an old man. And then he, he came and he stood before the king. Now, when he came, he stood before the king. Listen to the words of Daniel. Go to me to verse 13. Then was Daniel brought in before the king. And the king spake and said unto Daniel, Art thou that Daniel, which art the children of the captives of Judah, whom the king my father brought out of joy? Now, first of all, do you see what the king is saying? When Daniel stood before him, what did he do? He tried to debase him. Okay? He tried to, to put him in the law class. Okay, first of all, oh, you are Daniel. One of those slaves who came from Judah that my father bought and brought him here. So, another word, what he's saying is, you are really nothing. But you are just here because I know maybe you can do something which they told me you can do. 
That's what it means. Because this man has been within, in the midst of the Babylonian for 50 years. Belteshazzar has a true knowledge of who Daniel was. That he was the messenger of the God of heaven. And for him being in the court of Babylon, it was a rebuke to him that in a book, Belteshazzar should humble his heart and turn to the God of heaven. Now, I like the way Daniel answered the king. I wish I can have this kind of spirit. Okay? Verse 14. I have even heard of thee that the spirit of the gods is in thee. And that light and understanding and excellence wisdom is found in thee. Now, <laughs> let's go to the 17. Then Daniel answered and said before the king, let thy gift be to thyself. What is he saying? And give thy reward to another. Yet I will read the writing unto the king and may known to him the interpretation. I like the way Daniel answered the king. Let thy gift be with who? Be with you. Daniel, what was saying this? I have been here preaching to you, to your father, to your people for 50 years. But still you, are, you have a stubborn heart. Keep your glory, which will perish soon. Yet, I will tell you your true judgment. This is the spirit which God's people need to have today. Let's not flatter the kings of this planet. Let's not flatter people who are in error, yet they claim to be in error. If somebody in error, let them know that they are in error. He said, let the gift be with you. And give to somebody. I don't need it. But look here. Because the one who sent me is the God of heaven, I will tell you what will come to you. Now, <laughs> listen to what Daniel said. O thou king the most high, God gave Nebuchadnezzar thy father a kingdom and majesty and glory and honor. And for the majesty that he gave him, all people, nation, he speak of how Nebuchadnezzar was so much successful. How he had power. Let's go to verse 20. But when his heart was lifted up and his mind hardened, in pride, he was disposed from his kingly throne and they took his glory from him. So he tell him that, you know what? You know about what happened to your father. That your father had pride in himself. Because of that, God took him away. You had a lesson to learn what you shall have learned. But you did not do it. So, what happened? Now, verse 22. You know this story. And thou his son, O Belteshazzar, has not humbled thy heart, though thou knowest all this. So tell him, you know all of this, but he has lifted up thyself against the Lord of heaven. And they have brought the vessels of his house before thee, and thou hast, and thy lords, thy wives and thy concubines have drunk wine in them. And thou hast praised the gods of silver and gold 
of uh, and gold, of brass, iron, wood, and stone, which see not, nor hear, nor know. And the God in whose hand thy breath is, and whose are all thy ways, has not glorified. Now, I'm finishing my sermon here. Before Daniel told Nebuchadnezzar what is coming, he told him his real problem. He said, you know what, king, first of all, you are a young man. He was a young man. He was in his, in his young. He said, you have pride in you. You are proud. Because your father, your father was driven out of his throne for seven years. And you knew, you knew all of this. But you have come to defy the God of heaven. Not only to defy him, but to take the vessels which are dedicated to him and to defy the God of heaven. Then he gave him the interpretation. Now let me tell you this. Did Daniel strive to be known in Babylon? Yes or no? No. Did, he ever, did, did Daniel try to strive that he, I want the Babylon to know? He never. But his character was a rebuke to the Babylonian. Okay? His character was a, a terrible rebuke to the Babylonian. When things became so terrible and difficult, finally, they, they were looking for him. And when he came, he did not give glory to himself. He said, look here. There is a God in where? In heaven. That reveals secret. And this is what we should tell people. We are not here to be known by everybody. Amen. We are here to glorify the God of who? Of heaven. If the God of heaven is aware of who we are, and if the God of heaven gives us a message, then we have to honor him. We are not here to make anybody known of us. But our character and our doctrine is the rebuke to other people denominations. Yes. Now, how many minutes? I have 10 minutes. We can finish this one over here. Quick. 20. Oh, oh, thank you. You gave me 20 minutes. She gave me 20 minutes. Okay? So now, you have to listen very carefully because I'm not going to read. But this is tying to my sermon. This is a true story. And I was involved. Okay? This, this is a true story. I was involved. This was 2006. I just got from High school. How old are you, my friend? Eh, stand up. Come here, please. Come here. Come here, my friend. You see this young man here? When this happened, I was this age. I was 18. I was 18 years. Look at the people. You see, he's 18. I was in this age. I'm not joking. I was, if I was not 18, I was 17 or, or whatever. But I was in that age, this age. Thank you so much for coming, my friend. Good. Okay. So, I was in this age, and this happened. This tied to my sermon. This is perfect of my sermon. I should have displayed this the, uh, last time when I preached, but today I'll display it. So, this happened to me when I was that age. And what we have here is all, everything is like. Is it showing? No, it's not coming up. Really? Okay? This tied to, to my sermon. Then I will make conclusion. Okay? I was in that age when that happened. I was 18 or 17 years old. Eh? No. 
I'll tell you. That is the Seventh-day Adventist school. Oh, good. Now we go. Now we can go. <laughs> now, this is the Seventh-day Adventist secondary school that I went. And I did not start here. I was in another school. But whenever I was there, there were some issues that one lady was being trained by her grandmother to become a witch. She was being trained to become a wizard. Normally when witches, they get old enough, they find somebody to inherit their work. I wish you could do that as God's people. That when you get old, you train some young people to take your work. I went under some of those old pastors. You know, old pastors are very wise. Now, so here, this lady, when I went there, it's not this school. This is another school. I was given a regular basis to preach to other churches. Even the Lutheran wanted to invite me to preach. I was very young. I was maybe 15. I was not in, yet in that age that he is. So that lady, when she saw me preaching, she decided, you know, I will try this man and try to cast a demon on him to see if it will work out or not. So she did. I didn't know. She did. But when she did it, I'm not making, this is a true story now. I'm telling you the true story. I was, I think, 15 years old. I 15, I was, if not 15, I was 16. Because when I came to this secondary school here, SDA school, I was already maybe 17 or 18 in that age. High school. High school boy. Okay? So, so, so what happened is this, that she, she cast a demon on me. Now, um, they told me when I was there. Now, when she cast a demon on me, the demon went back. And when they went back to her, they say, we will have to punish you severely because you sent us. And when we went to where you sent us, we met with a wall of fire. We were burnt. We could not do what we were supposed to do. So the punishment, the torture I wanted to give us that young man will give to you. So she became sick. She was troubling the entire school. She became sick. And she was taken to the hospital. Then she was in the hospital for two weeks. And then she said, you know what? I'm here because I tried to push a demon on that young man. But the demon, they told me that they met with a fire. When they went to that, they, they met with a terrible fire. They were burnt. So that's why I'm here. Now, when the principal heard that, this is a non-SDA school. This is, 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 is just a school. When the principal heard that, he said, okay, you are the trouble of people. So, I'll have to release you. You can find another school to go to, but not here. So, that girl has to be escorted with her bags outside. Find somewhere to go. We cannot keep you here because you trouble the school. So, she left. Lo and behold, I don't know what is going on. I hear the story. Oh, which church are you? We were like, how many? We were six, seven Adventists, I remember. We were six of us. And because they used to study on Sabbath, we told them we can't study on Sabbath. We have to go to church, whether you like it or not. So they said, okay, we'll give you permission to go to, to your church. Okay? We'll give you permission to go to church and then we'll give you a room too to, 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 to worship. Because every Sabbath evening before the Sabbath started, we have to meet and pray. Okay? So we did that. So one day, people came they said, hey, man, uh, how are you? Fine. You will have only two weeks of uh, 
two, two months here. We teach you really well. We are some Adventist. But you know that lady so and so and so. Yes. Well, she say, hey, hey, the, she's say this and that and that and that and that. Oh, I don't know about that. So, but because the school had a lot of issues, finally, my brother said, you know what? This school has issues. It has this problem and that problem. We move you out of there. We're going to send you to this school over here. Seventh-day Adventist school. So when I went over here, then in that school that I left, there was a teacher over there who left too. He was a Seventh-day Adventist. So when he, he went to this school over here, when I went there, he told he, he went to the uh, headmaster. He said, headmaster, you got a, a young preacher who will handle the spiritual matter of your school. How do you know? Then he, he gave him the story. Oh, this and that and that and that. He was in this school and this. He's here. Okay. So when I went there, I, I, I arrived there on Monday. Then uh, on Tuesday, the headmaster came to me and said, on Wednesday you are going to preach. I said, really? I'm going to preach and I just came here. I have two days. He said, you're going to preach. And you know what? I'll give you to become a student pastor. You're going to handle the school issues. And then after you, you're going to take them to the pastor. In Africa, the school, all the same Adventist school, they have a chaplain who is the pastor of the school, but they have a student pastor. You'll be a student pastor, a young man, and then they'll have a spiritual matter, a female, to handle girl stuff and the one who handle young men stuff. So I was given this one. After here, I was given to go around and preach. Okay, to go around and preach to the district. Now, how, now the story is this. When I was given to go to the, preach to the uh, district around, uh, after some time, we had to go somewhere to do a revival, two weeks revival. Okay? Now, this two weeks revival was very interesting. Okay? Now, I'm going to show you this. Oh, no. Before I come there. Okay, yeah. Okay. Right on. Okay, that's the school. Those are the environment of the school. Uh, it's a Sunday Adventist school. It's on the village. Very nice place you can see. It's mountain. It's on the village. Most of the Adventist schools, they're built in the village. And there is a church over there. It's far away. You have to go far. There is a church, a little church. You see that little church over there? That's a church. It's a powerful church. That's the Sunday Adventist church. And then you have, there it is. You see that church? And it has a what? That tells you they are watching satellite. They are watching satellite. They preach, when people preach in America, they see. Okay? And that is, is the mountain over there. And then you have this church over here. Very important. This is a Lutheran church. This is predominantly Lutheran place. Most of people here are Lutheran. Okay? I'm building a foundation because I'm going to tell you the story. And then I'm going to close my sermon. Okay? So, oh, what's going on here? <laughs> now you see, very carefully now, go with me. This is, a, this is the government school, primary school. You have the Lutheran church. You have a Sunday Adventist church. And you have, there is a spot over there. You see it? That is a rock on the mountain. Okay? Now what happened? Before the district pastor arranged for the revival, this school over here 
has issues is a government school. And the students were being possessed by demons. Very terrible. This is a true story. I was involved. Okay? And my friend, my other friend who was involved, he's in Canada. So, here, because this is a predominantly Lutheran, when the issue became in the school, they started with the three children who had been possessed. Every day, from Monday to Friday, from 10 to 3 p.m., they never went to study because they were possessed by demons. So this student could make terrible noise. So because the place is Lutheran, and you see the school and the Lutheran, they are very close. It's like they're in the same place. Okay? It's like here and down there, there is a honey what? Yeah. Honey hut down there. So they're in the same place. Okay? So when they were possessed, the principal of the school said, you know what? I think I needed to call the pastor. Who was to call? The Lutheran pastor. Okay? He was called. Then the Lutheran pastor went, he prayed, things could not work well. He said, you know what? Let me go and I'll come back. Then he left when they called him back. He said, no, you know what? Hey, man, you may have to find somewhere help. I cannot really help. Now, after some days, they moved from three students, they went all the way to ten. Now, it's getting worse. So who, who did it then now uh, the, the principal uh, have to find? He has to call the school board. Now the school board they came in. They said, well, you know, what they have tried to do, uh, we have called this church right here, our brother right here. The pastor came and he could, he could pray, but the demon did not really live. After now we have ten students. Oh, Really? Uh, why don't we try the Catholic? And the Catholic went and they did what they could. The demon stayed quiet for like three, four days. They came back. They came back. They were now 17 students were possessed. Now it's getting far worse. Okay, okay. So now what do we do? They then became the Pentecostal. They prayed. Now when Pentecostal they came, they prayed and uh, it got very worse. The following day, they moved from 15 to 25 students were possessed by demons. When it's 10 to 3, is all kind of noise in the school. Now, this is the predominant Lutheran and Pentecostal area that SDA, Seventh-day Adventists have been, they have been despised. They are not really important. And some of the Adventists, they made some standard. They say, if you make anything on Saturday, it will not come. Period. If you do any, any issue on Sabbath, it will not come. And if there is anything like a funeral, people have to do funeral before the Sabbath. If, if it happened accidentally, yes, we can. But if you keep the body for two, three weeks, it will not show up. They say, we stand on the ground. The Sabbath is the Sabbath. is the day of God. We'll keep that. And so it became tension. Now, finally, what did he do? Now, the principal say, I will call all the parents to show up. Now, the parent will show them up. Every parent, you have to show up, whether you like it or not. So, the parent came up. Now, how do we solve the problem? 
Oh, you know, we can do this IBC. Let's call the Islam. Okay, now the Islam went. The Imam went. We have to call the Islam. They'll come and they solve the, 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 the problem. Okay, let's see. They went. <laughs> when they went, he went, he moved from west to west. They were now 25. They went to 30. The next day, 30 students were possessed by demons. So now what did they do? When is that time when they get possessed, they move them from their class. They put them in one class. Now the priest was completely confused. Okay, now what do we do here? So, when the parent came, they said, we will call the Muslim imam. The Muslim imam came in. He could not solve the problem. Then the principal stayed for some weeks. Now they moved. They were possessed 25. He stayed there. Finally, there are people who showed up. The apostolic church. They went there. And they prayed. Guess what? He just stayed a little bit. They moved from, now, from 25 to 52 students were possessed by demons. So now the thing is terrible. Is is a, oh, okay? They try to to to, to contact the, the the district. You know, the district director. I say, well, what do, what should I do? You know, you have to find a solution by yourself. So now, the principal has to call the third parent meeting. All the parents were invited. He said, we have problem. We don't know how to solve it. And in that meeting. One person stood up. That's where I want us to, de- to deliver, to, 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 to put our attention. He stood up and he said, you see what we are doing? All of us here we know that the only people who can solve this problem are the Seventh-day Adventists. Whether you like it or not, they are the ones who can solve this problem. So the principal stood up and said, now what do we do? How do we get them? He said, we have to contact the district pastor. Because we know there are two pastors who can come and solve the problem. Now they contact the district pastor. The district pastor tells them, oh, in two weeks we are coming, we have a revival. Okay? We'll have a revival. And when we come to the revival, we'll come to solve the problem. We'll come to pray. And the, the, the school will be set free. Okay, the two weeks went. We arrived there on Sunday. We start to preach. I was in that age. And then, on Tuesday, the pastor went in the school to see what is happening. When he went, he was an old pastor. I was trained by most old pastors. He said when he went to school, himself, he scared. He said what I saw was something different. But he said, look, okay, thank you so much. I've seen we'll come tomorrow. Tomorrow will come me and my evangelist and the church will come to pray. Now, in that group, in this church here, that church up there, that church, Seventh-day Adventist church, there were backsliders that were warring, were fighting against the church. Let me tell you something. Don't ever try to fight the church. If you see the church has a problem, pray for it. So what happened is this. After this, people, hey, you know what? Hey, it's a village. The Seventh-day Adventist people will come 
they'll come to pray. Oh, really? Yeah, do you think they'll be able really to do? Everybody has, has not made it. Really? Yeah, who is he? Those backsliders, they came around the bushes, hiding and look to see what will happen. These are SDA backsliders. Now, after this, we announced to fast. We decided to fast. We say we have an issue here. We have an issue with the school, so the entire church will fast. Whoever can fast, will fast without eating anything. We'll fast and pray. But we went to another level. On Tuesday night, me and my friend and the pastor, we went over there to pray. On that, there is a, a rock up there on the mountain. We went there to pray. We spent prayers over there almost until 2 a.m. in the morning. And then after that, after that, we came down here because we were supposed to do prayers in the morning around 5. Then at 10, we have to be in the school. So, the village came and everybody was watching. Some people were hiding. Those backsliders there were hiding on the bushes to see what will happen. So we went there and they were surprised. The pastor came in. He's an old pastor. And he came with the two young people like that age. They're the one who has been preaching in the church. When we went there, the choir started to sing. And we started to call one parent to say, okay, your child is possessed by demons. <laughs> He's a 11 years, 12 years. The child has got no problem. You have the problem. Guess what? People were opening, they say, well, yeah, you know, life has been difficult. We went to the witch doctor. And he gave us some of the stuff. Now, do you have those stuff? You have to bring them so we can burn them. So the child can be set free. When we were praying with the parent, the children were set free. They were, we had 52 children that were possessed. And the service took only 30 minutes. The school was quiet. After that event, all the churches were quiet. Now the following day you hear people say, oh, now we know. The only people that have truth are some of the Adventists. Because they solve the problem. I'm coming to, my, to, to the close. What we're supposed to do as God's people is to stand on the principle of eternal truth. We are not here to, to try to ask people to know who we are. Because the one who sent us, he sent us with a divine message. After this event over here, this church, this is the Lutheran church. And these are the pictures that I just got two weeks ago. This was one of my friends. We were together. He, she was singing choir. Now she, she, she was singing choir. She took this picture and she sent to me. And it's true because this, that church was not painted white when I was there. But now it's white. But this story here made that village to be quiet. And after this event, now after this event, there was one Lutheran man only far away. But he heard us preaching. The last Sabbath he came with his children and his wife. And he stood in the congregation and he said, I've heard you guys preaching. I know this is the truth. I've come with my wife and my children. I want to be baptized. I'm closing by saying this today. People may call us any kind of names. 
But let's stand as Daniel stood and say, let your gift be with you. The world can keep its glory. But we are here to represent the God of heaven who calls us to call people to come to himself. God bless you. closing hymn today is going to be number 600 hold fast till i come number 600 and if we could all stand Let's pray. Father in heaven, we come to you that you help us to stand up. The world is coming together. All the churches are coming together in error to trample upon your law. 
and to uplift an institution that was made by Satan through the man of sin. We need you to hold us as we are going through tempestuous time. We are looking to you because finally your law and your character will be vindicated. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.